Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. LA episode 49 Christmas morning we've got sports live sports that actually matter coming up this evening this is July 23rd 2020 otherwise known as opening day for Major League Baseball in what should be a very strange but very entertaining season this is also my sister's 33rd birthday so shout out to Yael happy birthday to you over there in Connecticut I'm your your host Sam Maxwell uh, joined as always, of course, by my co-host Chris Lewert. You can find us both on Twitter. Myself at S Maxwell seven one three. Chris at Lou Mandinga Rock. Stag Capitals at Stag Capital, and of course, all the great Believe podcasts. You can find them on Twitter at Believe Podcast, B L E A V Podcast, and at Believe dot com. Let's bring him in. Without further ado, my co-host Chris Lewert, repping the In and Out shirt right now. As you can tell, or his heart, his mind, his stomach is at. We've got live baseball that actually counts tonight. Chris, how excited are you? Not as excited as I am that the fact that the shirt is not as loose as it used to be. Um, Got to do some serious reflection here. Got to look in the yeah, mirror. Got to start hair drying that bad yeah. boy. Don't, don't worry about the body. Just blame it on the dryer. <laughs> we gotta, I think I already do that. Oh, it's just these jeans are tight because they just dry them. You know, just got to stretch them out a little bit. Um, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to make some serious decisions here. No more animal style. Maybe uh, it's got to cut like two thousand calories out. But quite excited. <laughs> Real-life sports, real-life live sports, real-life baseball, I guess, kind of, sort of. What was the what was the joke in Major League? Welcome back to Major League Baseball, sort of. Yeah, uh, I know. This whole, this whole year is welcome back, sort of, to whatever you're talking about. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. But um, it felt like putting on an old pair of pants that actually fits correctly. Uh, going through the lines, digging into who's playing, what time. First pitches, all that sort of stuff. I uh, wish I found more to bet on, but the fact that I was able to bet on anything baseball-related, uh, I was flooding the Stag Capital chat with uh, exclamation, <laughs> exclamation points and poop emojis in excitement. Yes, we are all very excited. And before we move on and talk about it now, first of all, I like, I like the jabs that you're throwing at yourself. So, like, uh, the self-deprecation humor. Very good. If you're looking to save a little bit of calories in and out, I have two tricks. Number one... Go with the no salt. It's an easy thing to do. It doesn't taste any different. They put the, the patties down on, on a separate part of the grill. I can't tell the difference. That's a lot of sodium adding up over 50 or 60 years of eating in and out. Also, a trick that I do that I think is a great thing to do, you go one protein-style burger. I go three-by-three three protein-style. Then get the grilled cheese. Eat those two separately. It ends up you know, feeling like a lot more food. You trick your brain into thinking that it's two different things, uh, yet you take off the bun for one of them. So those are a couple of tricks that I do in and out uh, to eat a little bit healthier. In and out, it's got a, a very simple menu, but it's a very versatile menu as well. You can do a lot of different things, as I'm sure most of you out there know that are going to in and out on a regular basis. And a good thing to know right now, the dining room is actually open for takeout. So the, I've seen the drive through lines. Uh, one time I counted over Easter Sunday. I went through and counted because I, I live very close to the in and out there on Venice Boulevard in Culver City. 55 cars, Chris. 55. If you're thinking that each order is probably about 60 to 90 seconds, that's pretty conservative. Um, you're looking at about a 90-minute wait right there. So 
uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, go inside, save the gas, save some time, make whoever you're with just that much a little bit happier. All right, as Chris mentioned, we've got live baseball tonight. It's exciting. Now, just a, a quick uh, preface to, to really this entire season in betting. Um, obviously, there's never been a 60-game baseball season before. I mean, I think that goes without saying. When you look at all these futures, when you look at all these lines, just know that everything is different this year. Everything has changed. We're not going to see that many starters go six, seven, eight innings. I know that's a couple of uh, the precipice for a couple of Chris's bets. In terms of season-long totals, everything that you've ever known in terms of batting 300, that's a great season. Getting that 40 home run threshold, getting that 100 RBI threshold, getting that 100 run threshold. These things don't exist anymore. We're on a 60-game season. Forget everything you've ever known about baseball. Any frame of reference that you've ever had in sports is gone for the foreseeable future, certainly for this season for both baseball and basketball and eventually football when we talk about it. Things are going to change very quickly. If someone tests positive for coronavirus, they will be out for two to three weeks. The rest of the team may have to quarantine. They may have to test. Mike Trout, he's expecting his first uh, born child. He's going to miss several games, if not longer. So when you're taking season-long bets, keep all of this in mind. Mike Trout is one of those things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer you guys away from. He's a 2-1 to one favorite to win the MVP, a 2-1 to one favorite. If he happens to miss a week, Chris, that's six games. That's 10% of the dang season. Yeah. Okay, that's not a good bet. If he's already telling you he is going to go home for the birth of his child, I fully support him in that. I think it's the absolute right decision. However, it does matter when you're looking at some of these season-long total bets. So that's my rant right now. Keep that in mind. Doesn't mean you shouldn't bet. Doesn't mean there aren't good bets. There's going to be a lot of good bets. We just are just getting to the point of learning them. It's going to take a few weeks, I think, to get our feet wet with this season. Uh, if you're betting today, you're guinea pigs. And you can even see, Chris, we talked about this offline. Um, with some of the books, they're not offering uh, as many totals, as many bets, as many season-long things, because they don't really know how the coronavirus uh, shortened season is going to play out as well. So that's my rant. Baseball's back. We're a week away from basketball. Let's all celebrate. Pat ourselves on the back. This is the longest four months in a sports better's lifetime. Amen. We're back now. Just be careful, because it's not going to be the same as it once was. All right, again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 49. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell, joined by my co-host, Chris Lewert. We are on the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find this podcast wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, and more. If you throw us a subscribe, it would do a great deal of difference to us. And check out all the other great Believe Podcasts as well. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, the Bleed Podcast Network has exploded in the year that Chris and I have been doing this podcast on Believe. All right, Chris, without further ado, Dodgers are playing this evening. And we're recording this early in the morning, so we'll hopefully have this up about lunchtime. So not a lot of time uh, in terms of getting your bets out for the Dodgers tonight. Um, but we're definitely going to be talking about them kind of as a season-long kind of thing, some season-long bets. Uh, but Chris does have a couple of bets for this evening. So without further ado, let's get at it here. Clayton Kershaw on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It will be at Dodger Stadium, a fanless Dodger Stadium. I don't know how home field, home core, how any of these things are going to matter. Uh, I mean, obviously, at least in baseball, you're playing in your home uh, stadium. So, uh, you know, the uh, dimensions of the ballpark, the eyesight of the ballpark, the weather, those things all matter. Obviously, sleeping in your own bed, those things still matter. However, of course, there are no fans and everything's going to be a lot more watered down in terms of some of those advantages we used to know. 
But the Dodgers are playing this evening, 6.50 p.m. It comes right off after uh, the Nationals are hosting the New York Yankees. So a great doubleheader this evening. Dodgers, of course, are big favorites this evening, Chris. Let's give your thoughts on this game tonight, Dodgers and Giants. Uh, two, two things first. Uh, I want to be accountable to my terribleness in golf. Mia Kupla did went two and five. However, if you jumped on Phil in a couple different ways, that softened the blow. Uh, and if you listened to me and faded Tiger on some things, that also softened the blow and maybe got you back to even or a little bit better. But want to be accountable to the fact that I went two and five in golf bets, and let's be happy that I'm not talking about golf today. Other thing, as you had mentioned, if you can find a season-long MVP bet and it lists, you know, Aaron Judge and Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw and all those regulars, and then there's a, the field, like plus 1,500 for the field, just take the field. Put 50 bucks on the field um, for all of the reasons that Sam said. I think that's a, that's a wise bet because you just have no idea what's going to go on. So go ahead with that flyer. On to the game tonight, Giants and Dodgers. Sadly, I don't have anything Dodger-related, uh, just nothing offsides. And, and honestly, the couple books I looked at, not a, stuff, not a ton of stuff listed. I actually have the Giants to score first in the game. So it could be second inning, third inning, fourth inning. Uh, pretty big advantage because they're the away team, so they bat first. So they get first dibs at trying to score, plus 140. Uh, we have that at Stag for quite a bit of money. The win is uh, the win percentage is about 47% to win, so a little bit worse than half, but a plus 130, it's it's great odds. Uh, and then for the game, two things I like: the under. I've seen it at eight. I've seen it at eight and a half. At under eight, I saw it for even money. Under eight and a half, I saw it for minus 115. I just think it's going to take a minute. I know it's warm. Um, you know, it's the middle of July. It's Los Angeles. Uh, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a lack of energy without the fans out there, uh, especially middle of the game. Tend to be a contrarian in those things. People like to bet overs, but in this case, first game of the season, uh, I think we're going to hit those unders. So for the Giants and Dodger games, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at today. All right, some interesting bets there. Dodger fans obviously don't like that first bet, but Chris kind of describes why there is value there. Number one, of course, the Giants. They bat first. So if they score in the first inning, they win no matter what. doesn't matter what the Dodgers do in the bottom half of the inning. It's about first run scored. And so Chris broke it down for you there. 47% chance of getting him. You're getting, obviously, that nice value at plus 140. And, of course, the Giants had the first crack at it. Now, in terms of the weather, Chris, we're looking like it's going to be about 66, 67 degrees at first pitch. It's a cool evening, so I don't think the heat is really going to have much impact on it. But that's a really good point. You know, we're used to playing these games in late March. Early April, you're seeing snow in some places. Yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah. Washington, D.C., Boston, Colorado. Not the case this year. It is late July. This is, uh, you know, the heat index in some of these cities are obviously the highest they'll be all year. So that's a great point to keep in mind uh, that the weather is different than you normally think of opening day for. Not to mention, you had a full spring training. You obviously didn't do anything for three months. Then you had a very, very short summer camp, quote-unquote, yeah. they were calling it, interleague scrimmages, different things. You don't have the same kind of minor league system that you usually do. Minor leagues are completely shut down this year. So, you know, Gavin Lux for the Dodgers, he's been battling all kinds of yips and different things. They're sending him to USC for their alternate team, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's not the same. So I don't expect people to come up at, you know, rookies or, or players that are rehabbing injuries. It's going to be a lot different this year, uh, certainly. And I think you make a great point for those unders, Chris. I think that pitching is going to be very dominant this year. I don't think we're going to see... 
you know, on a per capita basis, people hitting lots of home runs, getting lots of hits, hitting for average and power together. I think you're going to see pitchers be very dominant. I think you're going to see bullpens being used unbelievable amounts of usage. I do think a lot of great bets are going to stem from the save totals, the strikeout totals for relief pitchers, because I think they're going to be the ones that are taxed the most. I do think we're in agreement, uh, agreement, excuse me, that these starters are probably going to go into the fifth inning, into the sixth inning. Uh, You're not going to see as many wins because you're going to see a lot of pitchers be pulled in the fourth inning because they've pitched their allotment of 65 pitches that day or whatever. They need to keep these guys fresh. The playoffs are only in two months, so you don't want to have Walker (laughs) Buehler or Clayton Kershaw you know, go seven, eight innings if you don't have to. Uh, you're going to see a lot of these long relievers get used. You're going to see a lot of different things. Uh, not to mention there's all kinds of different rules in place this year. Don't forget, of course, the NL has a designated hitter this year for the first time in National League history. So that, of course, favors the hitters. Um, so it's, it kind of goes against what I was just saying. But um, So that, that favors big time a team like the Dodgers with a lot of depth, with a lot of different uh, combinations that they can use in their infield and their outfield. Um, and, of course, that, that new... I believe the new relief pitcher uh, rule that you have to stay in to face three hitters, I believe that goes into place this year as well. You've got rumors this morning from sure. Buster Only. He reported that there's going to be an expanded playoffs that's being discussed right now. Potentially as many as 16 teams will make it eight from each league. The top three seeds, basically division winners, will be on a selection Sunday, uh, a Sunday selection show kind of uh, style show where they actually choose their team. That's really interesting, very strategic. Uh, that's going to be extremely different than what we've seen in terms of postseason in the past. Um, so all kinds of things are, are, are way different this year. So just just tread lightly. Just tread lightly for the time being. I know we're all excited to be back. You don't want to lose all of your bankroll uh, <laughs> right in, the, in the very, very beginning. It's a marathon. So, so Chris even gave 60 couple, games. Uh, yes, even if it's 60 games, it's still, it's still a marathon. Um, so Chris gave us a couple of bets for this evening. And again, we're recording uh, just before 10 a.m. here. Thursday, July 23rd. This is opening night. Um, so if you're listening to this, this is, you know, fresh off our, our opinions. And Chris has some good opinions for the game this evening. Now let's move on. Let's talk about just a few things we like season long. And, you know, I was going through these, Chris, we were discussing offline before the show today. And uh, it's just it's just so hard. It's hard to find things that you really like. I think typically we both are underbetters. This season in particular, I think lean towards those unders because you just – you just don't know what's going to happen. You, you know, you tweak your ankle, Chris. Bam, you're out seven games. You're not hitting any of those totals that, that you were allotted for. If you if you hit COVID, bam, you're not going to get it. So if you're taking an over, you better be very, very, very confident. That being said, I do actually have two of those today uh, <laughs> that I like and then a couple of season-long things that we both like as well. Now, I hinted at it earlier. I'm going to say it again here, Chris. Mike Trout, 2-1 to one to win the AL MVP. I know he's the best player in the game. I know he just signed a monster contract. I know normally he would be a decent pick to win this award. However, he's literally already told us he's going to miss a few games this year. I do not like it. Do not waste money on Mike Trout to win the MVP at 2-1. to one. I do think it's worth throwing a unit, though, on Shohei Otani, 16-1. to one. This guy's healthy. Uh, he may you know, be that guy that we thought he was going to be when he signed with the Angels a few years ago, where he's hitting home runs and every fifth day going out there and making the start. Now, if this guy is towards the top of the leaderboard in both pitching and hitting statistics, I don't see how he doesn't win the MVP. I mean, Clayton Kershaw won it just as a pitcher a few years ago. If this guy is even remotely dominant on one end or the other and, you know, marginal on the other side, he's going to get consideration. There's a lot of great players in the American League, Chris, but 16-1. to 1, I like Shohei Itani. What do you think? 
Yeah, breaking news, baseball writers will slobber over Otani. If he can be in, like, the top 10 or 15 in hitting and the top 10 or 15 in pitching, the greatest person sliced bread, greatest baseball player. This is incredible. How could you do this and just, you know, Bill Pulaski style, just slobber, 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 slobber. So, uh, yeah, price shop a little bit because that's a great one. I mean, if he – or even if just – if he pitched, like, a no-hitter and hit a grand slam in the same game, just oh, give him – yeah, just yeah. give it to him. Like it wouldn't matter. He could go That's over like the, for the rest the of the year. Moment essentially. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it wouldn't care. It wouldn't care at all. Uh, I think. I think that's a good one. And as you said, it's it's been hard. We've been looking at season totals and with the uncertainty. And I've seen a lot of inconsistencies of the books, so it's hard to pin anything down. But we said this like probably four or five weeks ago. I would take flyers on teams that are undervalued. Like if if you're finished, if you're just picked to finish last in your league, like. The Pittsburgh Pirates or something in the NL Central. Throw a unit or two on them to win the division. Like, you just don't know. Somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to get hurt. And there's just no time to recover from that, um, which is the hallmark of baseball is that it's 10 million games and that you can kind of get back in there and cream rises to the top. But that's not going to be the case this year. So if you have any Jones whatsoever for taking long shots, this is the year to go throw $20 scattered across uh, because you're going to have as good a chance as any, and you look like you're going to look like a freaking genius when it happens in yeah. one of these divisions, right? It's going to happen. There will be, be one or two divisions, yeah. certainly, that yeah. has a, a very large underdog. It's going to happen. So that's kind of just general season-long uh, thinking. Take your take your flyers this year. You know, bet on the guys that you really like, uh, and stay away from the favorites. You know, stay away from your Aaron Judges right. and your Mike Trouts. Right, right, totally. Uh, we talked about this last episode, Chris. There are all the times there are teams that you don't expect to get off to a hot start, or maybe they have a hot June. They put together these 30 to 45 game stretches where they're just awesome. And they're very average teams. They just happen to be hot. Yep. They have a weak schedule, whatever it may be. Um, and then by the end of the year, they fade. And they win, you know, 85 to 90 games. It's not quite enough to get into the postseason. But, you know, you pat your back, a uh, hand to the back and say, what a, what a nice season for that team. This year, if a team gets off to a 20 and 10 start or whatever, um, you know, let's say it's the Padres. And this is a team that I actually like quite a bit. They're a very talented team. I think they're an ascending team, mm-hmm. a lot of talent. Sure, the Dodgers have won seven straight NL West titles or whatever. But, you know, let's say with 25 games to go, they're five games behind the Padres. That's not a, you know, that, that is a, a, that's a, not an insurmountable lead for the Padres, but that is a very difficult thing to overcome. Dodgers know, especially if this expanded playoffs get set, they know that obviously they're going to make the playoffs. They know that no one's going to want to play them. They're not going to be picked by the one, two, or three seeds. So, you know, things are going to change, and it just gives you less time to make up those gaps. You know, if the Dodgers have a really bad injury or they have a couple of bad series in a row and they're all of a sudden three, four, five games behind, it's not as easy to make it up because you don't have, like you said, those 150, 160 games uh, to kind of even things out. So very, very well said. Um Let's continue with it. I have a couple of season-long daughter totals that I like here, and I, and I caution to not take overs. Here I go, uh, breaking my rules on two of them here. I, I think they're both pretty good ones, and I think they're both going to be a lot of fun to root for. First one, Kenley Jansen, closer for the Dodgers. He is aging. I don't know how much longer we're going to see vintage Kenley Jansen. He has been questionable in the postseason. Last time we saw him, he was not particularly great last postseason against the Washington Nationals. However... When it comes to the season-long total in saves, I do think his usage is going to be off the charts. In years past, Chris, there have been days where outright Kenley Jansen will not be used. You know, he's pitched two days in a row. He's pitched three out of four games. Dave Roberts comes out and says before the game, you know what, we're giving Kenley the day off. I don't think we're going to see that at all 
this season. I think that if it's a safe situation, Kenley Jansen will be out there. We've seen Dave Roberts have a penchant for for getting cute with his bullpen, for using uh, Kenley Jansen all over the place, you know, bringing him out there for the seventh and eighth innings instead of the ninth. I don't think we're going to see that right now. I don't think we're going to see him using Kenley Jansen for five out, six out saves. I think he's going to be a very traditional closer where he's out there where the Dodgers are up in the ninth inning. And, and, and we're going to see him out there in the ninth inning in a three-run game, in a two-run game, in a one-run game. You can't get cute. You can't get cautious. You can't be cautious this year. You have to take every win as if it's a big, big game. Okay, let's look at the numbers last year. Kenley Jansen saved 33 total games for the Dodgers out of 106 wins. His line this year is 12 and a half saves, 33 to 106 wins, Chris. That means Kenley Jansen saved about 31.1% of all Dodger wins last year. Now, let's prorate that out to this year. If we have about 31.1% of those games, that means Kenley Jansen is going to get 13 saves. The Dodgers are going to have to win roughly 40 games. What is their total this year, Chris, for reference? It's 37 and a half games, 38. I've seen some places. I think that's an easy smash over. We'll talk about that next. Yep. So, Kenley Jansen to get 13 saves. The Dodgers need to win about 40 games. Do we think they'll get there? I do. Do we think that they're going to use Kenley Jansen a lot more than usual? I do. Do we think that they're going to put him out there in all kinds of different save situations? I do. So, can he get to 13 saves in a shortened season? That's asking a lot. That's number one in the entire National League. However, I do think that he's going to get there. I'm going to go ahead and recommend taking Kenley Jansen over 12 and a half saves. He needs to get to 13 in a 60-game season. I think the sense of urgency from the team from Dave Roberts this year uh, will win this one here. So what are your thoughts on that? I agree with you. And one of the, in fact, the only season-long bet that I liked that I saw with the Dodgers was the over, I found it over 37 and a half for minus 120. I think that's pretty good odds for a team yep. that I think, you know, short and see, it's, it's funny. It goes against everything we just said, right? But I think the Dodgers are a little bit of a special case because they are a team that's been together for a few years now. They're a team that's tasted, you know, they've been this close, right? Uh, as I make the sign of a, a centimeter with my finger and thumb. Uh, I just think they're locked in. I think they're going to open in 40 games. And if you can find 37 and a half or 38 at like minus 110, minus 115, I think that's a no-brainer for a group of guys that could care less if they're playing 10 games or 178 games, right? They want to win. They want to get to the postseason. They want to get to the World Series, and they want to get the monkey off their back. And I think everybody on that team, it's, you know, that's one of those things that there is no motivation needed, right? I think Dave Roberts walks in and, you know, slaps guys on the butt and says, let's go. Uh, I think that's a little bit rare in professional sports uh, to have everybody locked in like that. But watching the Dodgers the past three, four years, they just seem locked in. So I really do. I really do like that. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, we just glossed right over it. Let's talk about it. Mookie Betts signed a monster <laughs> Julian dollars yesterday. You know, there was a, a, a there was a thought really about a month ago, Chris, that we, you know, when the when the baseball season looked uh, rather bleak that, you know, maybe the Dodgers traded uh, Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, other assets to pick up Mookie Betts. And he wouldn't even play a single game in a Dodgers <laughs> uniform. Most people figured based on past history, the Dodgers would not be players uh, in a major, major contract that Mookie Betts would receive. However, yesterday morning, rumors came out the Dodgers and Mookie Betts are very close to a long-term deal. It was finished yesterday afternoon, including this season, Chris. We're at about a 13-year, $390 million deal. It's a 12-year, $365 million extension, including a $65 million signing bonus for Mookie Betts. Uh, congratulations. He is the future of the Dodgers franchise uh, until we're old men. <laughs> yes. you know, you're, you're talking about that in and out. Sure not fit you now. 
when Mookie Betts is no longer a Dodger, that in and out shirt is definitely not fitting you. It's probably going to have holes in it by that time. So Mookie Betts uh, leading the Dodgers' cornerstone of the franchise uh, until 2032. That is a long, long time from now. Um, but I think this extension uh, on the eve of the season, Chris, these, these are one of those things that just jumpstarts a team. They're excited. They know the commitment is there for the Dodgers. Um, you have a you kind of have the marriage right now, the Dodgers, of this old veteran core, guys like Kershaw, Jock Peterson, Justin Turner, with some kind of rising young stars in there as well, with Bueller uh, and you know Will Smith, and of course Mookie Betts now there. Um, it's an interesting team. I think they know that this, that at least that veteran core, this is probably their last dance all together. Uh, we saw you know Jock almost be traded last offseason. There's a lot of great young prospects for the Dodger team. It's going to look a lot different in a few years. And so the Dodgers certainly, as you mentioned, were right there, knocking on the door these last seven years. Of course, last year they were bounced the first round for the first time in a long time after back-to-back World Series and World Series appearances and losses. Uh, but I, I, I really like that bet a lot. I took it yesterday as well for one unit. I took Dodgers over 37.5 wins at minus 115. So I got a great price there. I've seen 38 wins as well. It's getting a little bit harder, obviously, to get to 39. But... Uh, I do think we're going to see one of those uh, quote-unquote special seasons for the Dodgers, whatever that means, in a shortened season. I think they get to 41, 42, yeah. maybe 33 wins. So um, you'll have an easy cover there. However, when it comes to the season-long Dodger futures, we both like over on season total wins. I think I speak for both of us here, Chris, that we do not like the Dodgers plus 175 to win the National League and plus 450 to win the World Series. Those are just sucker bets. I mean, those are the people that haven't bet in a long time that look and say, oh, first, first number they see. Yeah. The Dodgers obviously are going to be a great team this year. I don't care if it's poor, you know, value of plus 175. Like, that's a good team. That's a good bet. Newsflash for you guys out there. <clears throat> it's not a good bet. Yeah, <laughs> first of all, not. you're tying up your bankroll in something where there's absolutely no upside. And I guarantee you, Chris, and the listeners out there, at some point this season, whether or not it be tonight, maybe they, maybe they lose tonight. You know, maybe that, uh, you know, they have a three-game losing streak in, in late August. Maybe it's just a, a bad postseason run. They will have better odds to both win the NL and to win the World Series at some point. There is absolutely no sense in betting them right now, plus 175 and plus 450, respectively. Just wait. Wait until they hit their first hiccup. You will get better odds there. If you want to get that bet down, there will be a better time to do it. Yep. I agree with you. And my last kind of bet today uh, for you guys and the, the Yankees and the Nationals, kind of opening day, opening game, as it were. Under strikeouts on Scherzer, I saw him at eight and a half. Under strikeouts on Cole, I saw him at seven and a half. I do not think Dave Martinez or Aaron Boone are going to leave these guys in nearly long enough to get that many strikeouts. Uh, take those with confidence. Uh, I think they're going to pitch four or five innings max. They're going to throw 75, 80 pitches. They're not going to get to that many strikeouts. That, that's a great point. It's something we talked about earlier, and I think we're going to see that all season long, but this is before kind of the public catches up to some of those uh, streaks. I'm going to fire off a couple real quick ones here because I know Chris is a little bit of a time crunch. I also like Walker Bueller over five wins this year. He had 14 wins last year. I don't know why Clayton Kershaw has one more total than him. Kershaw's total is over six wins, Chris, in a shortened season. Bueller's only five. I think Bueller, uh, most people you talk to near the Dodgers organization, or baseball guys out there will say Walker Buehler is the better pitcher at this point in their careers than Clayton Kershaw. So just stri- take the value there. I think this is cake over five wins for Walker Buehler. I also like a couple of long shot bets here. Padres, San Diego Padres. I mentioned them earlier. I like this team a lot. They are finally arrived. They got 
the cornerstone player in Manny Machado. They got a lot of young talent. I do think this is going to be the main competitor in the NL West to the Dodgers. 30-1, to 1, Chris, to win the World Series. All you're looking for in that bet is for the San Diego to make the playoffs, and then you can start hedging out. If there are 16 teams, I would be shocked if the Padres aren't one of those teams uh, participating in the MLB postseason. Then, in terms of the AL, a couple of long shot bets here. Not really long shots, but middle tier bets. I like the Oakland A's at 20 to 1. I think there's value there. I think they're also going to make the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Rays, here's a couple of picks here. 14 to 1 to win the World Series. I like that bet a lot. I think that they have a chance to win the AL East, even though the Yankees are heavy, heavy favorites there. And then continuing on with the Rays, Tyler Glasnow, 14 to 1 to win the American League Cy Young. Tip of a hat to one of my friends, Michael Bruckner, loyal listener of the show. He likes this bet quite a bit. And, you know, just going to throw it out there. I did go to high school with Tyler Glass. I know his older brother, Ted, very well. Uh, I followed his career very closely. This is a guy who was drafted very highly with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Kind of flamed out there. Was traded to the American League with the Rays. And they've had a history of kind of resurrecting, rehabbing good pitchers' careers. Tyler Glass, last year, before he was injured, in May, was 6-1 with a 1.86 ERA. This is a guy that can throw gas. He is a 6-8 pitcher. Uh, his per-nine strikeout rate is very, very high. I think we're going to see the emergence of one of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball with Tyler Glass of this year. This is He's about to turn 27 August 23rd, so a month from now. So this is kind of you know the thick of the prime of his career. Uh, this is a guy I think that's going to explode, and I think that 14-1 uh, prevents uh, provides some some really good value there uh, as a better for a season long total. Tyler Glass at fourteen to one for the Cy Young. The Rays at fourteen to one, ironically as well to win the World Series, and the Oakland Athletics at twenty to one with the Padres also at thirty to one. Those are the bets I'm recommending here. Baseball's back, baby. We're all going to be <laughs> learning from here again. Just one final word: read every fine print of every bet that you're putting on from now to eternity, but especially while the pandemic is going on. Make sure you're being very careful with how you're betting this season because, quite frankly, we've never seen this before, Chris. It's it's like the first day of school. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what to expect, obviously, with any of these bets. And so just tread lightly. Have fun. Baseball's back. We're going to be back next week with some more baseball picks. And, of course, NBA futures. We're starting uh, back up the NBA season uh, next week, July or 31st, I believe, so a week from tomorrow. Uh, and just real quickly, Chris, I want to talk about just how, how good has it been so far. The NBA bubble, zero positive tests. Baseball's been doing well. It gives me hope for college football and the NFL this year as well. These athletic organizations have figured out something that we haven't been able to figure out at a national level, at a regional level, at a local level. So my hat's off to them. When we first started talking about the NBA bubble, I didn't believe it was going to work. And, and, and it, it not just worked, it's worked uh, you know, extraordinarily well. So really just a great job by the higher-ups of, of these different leagues. And uh, any, any final thoughts here that you want to add for our MLB debut, episode 49 of Believe in Benny L.A.? Yeah, it doesn't appear to be rocket science. Uh, you wear a mask and you don't stand next to somebody and scream in their face for hours at a time, and uh, you'll probably be okay. Uh, hat tip to the guys who aren't making a big deal out of it either. Um, I know there was uh, some pictures of what looked like airline food at the beginning. And then uh, I can't remember. I wish I had. But one of the guys came out. Uh, I think it was Stephen Adams. It was Stephen Adams. It was not Syria. Yeah, it's like, calm down. This isn't Syria. Uh, you know, there's like a, a prime steakhouse that we can all go to. So everybody, everybody just relax. 
Um, the guys yep. are fishing. We're, we're seeing yeah. them playing fun. Yeah, people are making pancakes in their in their small little hotel rooms. It's awesome. I think. Yeah, you're making millions of dollars. Enjoy it for just one minute, please. So, uh, sports is back. Let's hope it stays back. Yeah, let's let's hope. Let's pray, baby. Um, well, that was episode 49. I believe Ben Elliott. It felt exciting just to talk about real <laughs> sports again. It's been uh, you know over three months since the NFL draft. It's been over four months since we've seen real live competitive action here on American soil. So uh, it's exciting, you know, for Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. We'll see you this evening for the Bleed Podcast Network for Stack Capital for Chris Lewert. I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.